Welcome to another episode of Majoring in the Miners podcast, a podcast where we talk about how the majority of people focus on the minor and insignificant things in life. Your hosts, as usual, Mahi and Louis. So basically, I had to babysit, like, or babysit, cat sit uh, my sister's kittens last year, and they're gorgeous kittens i don't even know like this is one of those like expensive brands as well and then i and they went traveling like i think to like somewhere north uh north of the wall you know if this is game of thrones uh so i was with these kittens for like an entire week and it was nightmare because that's when i realized i'm allergic to cats right and they were so cute and it's so adorable and i love cats so I was literally spending time with them and dying at the same time. So it's like, you know, you're dying by doing something you love, I guess. So it was like torment. Like I wanted to be around them, but at the same time, I couldn't yeah, breathe. Yeah. yeah, everything was just horrible. And uh, funny thing, I called like 111 to tell, like ask them because I needed an inhaler. Anything else, like I used everything else. Nothing was working. I couldn't sleep at night. I could barely breathe. I had to like spend most of my time outside of the house during a quarantine which like i couldn't go anywhere so you just had to like sit in the in the garden uh <laughs> and like either walk around and then i called them and like all most of the symptoms like kind of were similar to covid because like i couldn't breathe shortness of breath and things like that uh, so they were questioning me for hours mm-hmm. on that on end and then at the end they were like oh yeah it sounds like you're just very allergic and i was like i know that's why i called you they were like, well, you need to walk, go to a walking center to maybe get an inhaler. And I was like, yeah, you want me to go to a walking center at the beginning of a pandemic when it's like, even though if I don't have COVID, probably I'll get, I'll catch it there. So yeah, that's the story of it. And, and now there is a new cat in my girlfriend's flat. So that got me a little bit allergic too. So if I sniffle, whoever listens to this, I'm sorry. Um, well, that sucks. But, you know, you brought an interesting thing about age and how it kind of unlocks things. And I think that applies to training as well. Yeah. Right. Like, like age brings some good things to the table, but also like it, it just opens all those doors that you were like, oh, I, I wish it was closed. Like a recovery takes a big you know, hit. If you're listening to this and I'll probably like salute you and Tom, guys, enjoy those being 18, 19 when you get to 30, like one night of bad sleep, <laughs> you're done. Or like you screw up once in a workout yeah, and your joints gone for like a few days. Your joints but, are like... On but younger day. you, it's like whatever. Do like 10 by 10. Yeah. You just, you, you wake up the next day. You're like, oh, I'm a bit sore. Cool. Like, oh, this is interesting. But yeah, when you're old and like... Well, not old. I'm I'm saying old. That is not old, but like as you age, old, you'll like, definitely you know the difference between your twenties and thirties. So you have to like train smarter, or set the like projection as you're young, right? Like you know, you can be young and be really dumb and do dumb shit, or if you're smart and like you know, train well, right? And just thinking about how you look and what the numbers are. If you train well enough to like. Uh, set a base for later when you turn to your 30s and 40s oof boy that'll be like you'll be a monster right yeah of course longevity which we didn't think of when we were younger yeah i couldn't even spell it i was like what long what long junk silver (laughs) i I remember we just walk in and we're like okay we're gonna do this and this and this we didn't even know what we were gonna do when we did it yeah it's like Like, there was no programming scissors yeah 
And I miss those days though, but then you said age brings a lot of good as well. So what what has age helped you with, Mahi? Uh, old, old geezer. Old geezer. I feel like, to be honest, you, and you and I had this conversation in another podcast as well, right? Even though we say, oh, recovery takes a backseat, blah, blah, blah. I feel much better and much stronger and much, like, I don't know, even kind of like fresher. That's the word that I can think mm. of. I feel fresh more than I did when I was 21, 22, 23, because we were just hung over all the time, right? Like, we, yeah, we, we were, were just like eating, cr- like, obviously we were training, but like getting hit and like, you know, boxing and everything else. Kick, getting kicked by VJ, um, but at the same time we were drinking, we were going out, we were barely sleeping. Go back to classes. There was no food. There was no recovery. There was nothing. Right, and like yeah. now I feel much fresher than I did when I was twenty, which is really weird to me. Well, it makes sense because like I've cut all the bad habits, and I'm like you know taking yeah, no, care of, of myself. I don't do all the dumb sh- stuff that I used to do before. I think that's one thing. Um, also, I don't know. I guess just the, the the using those opportunities to grow, connect to people, learn from everyone else, and just like you know, expand your horizons to a certain extent. I guess. Mm, like, yeah. No. Definitely. Like, if you What's... were to like, I don't know, some young stallion <laughs> comes to you and like talks about training or even like life in general i'll be different uh, bro it'll be yeah, different what are like let's try to find out what are like three or four or five i don't know why i said four it's either three or five right like nobody says give me four life lessons they either go three <laughs> yeah, or five exactly it's always <laughs> so let's go f- you know what let's go against the norms let's give people four, four points or eight or, or eight, eight. <laughs> four points like that we would tell them like they could benefit from well hey this is now the episode the podcast name would be life lessons right life lessons (laughs) life lessons six (laughs) life lessons no four life lessons five and a half yeah something really random you write half and then we don't finish it Mm. (laughs) half uh so yeah like what, what do you think well if it's talking about training the first thing well, but well, well, what we didn't do, but uh, well, get a mentor if you can, or a mm-hmm. someone to teach you how to train. Don't don't go on Instagram, YouTube. Don't like research from a hundred sites. Like get get a mentor. Uh, oh, I think one other thing, but this is again related to training, but more of uh, maybe the most important thing. Uh, keep stick to a program. So this program hopping. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to do you bad long term because I mean I remember I did it all the time like I jumped from Somalov to like 10 by 10 to like now, I wanted to experiment sure but like if I had stuck to a program I probably would have been lifting like much heavier weights now than if than back then because mm. you know uh, trust in the program stick to a program you know sometimes and I guess this is a life lesson too, but things don't, you don't always progress. Sometimes you just like, you're not going to progress every day. So trust in the program, mm-hmm. trust in what you're doing for a bit because other people have done it. Like yeah. certain programs are successful for a reason. 
uh, but it's not the day-to-day, it's the long-term mm-hmm. approach. So uh, whatever, when Mahan gives you a program, you, you might hate it every day, but you'll make progress in the long-term and your adductors will start hurting and your will knee will you start know? hurting. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Since I've taken your program, my knee hurts and my adductor hurts. Yes, so, I, so I don't know what, what's going on. <laughs> like, oh, don't but, say that out loud because Saluji was suffering from the same thing. Um, oh, wow, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong. Uh, that's Okay, we'll have a call no, with Saluji we'll, about that. We'll, we'll go into that because like there are, there are reasons that like the, we'll, we'll diagnose that later because like we were talking to him as well like oh yeah. okay I, I thought it was just me no it's just no no, no. you both are, it's not me doing something wrong you both it's you guys of course oh, it's obviously i'm gonna blame you not my not myself <laughs> but I, <laughs> I thought it was just me i'm like why is my doctor hurting when i open like just move my leg a bit oh god uh to go back to the like the life lessons first <laughs> don't trust mahan don't trust mahan yeah don't trust mahan's programming now i was gonna say that uh, i think like if you if you want to like bring that uh burn it down to a core burn it down to a core mold it down into a shit. i don't know what the sentence is like to a bullet yeah, point yeah to a bullet point. It, like summarizing that i think one uh put the ego aside like just because mm. it you know getting a mentor listening to someone everything else you can like literally say that like that's putting your ego aside because you're trusting someone else with the progress right like or with the program or training rather than just believing what you know is the best right so like it takes yeah. it does take putting your ego aside to actually listen to someone else right to tell you what to do and after that as you said consistency i think like success is not linear progress is not linear so if you just if you feel like you're not progressing you still are it's just that like you know you have to look at it from like you know uh 10,000 meters above the, the ground to actually see the whole picture right right then just like if you see if you feel like something's stagnant or anything else again that takes also having control over your ego and not wanting to just celebrate with like you know quick um wins so i would say like for me two points is put ego aside and like that is getting a mentor as well and then like as you said stick to the program be consistent and uh, set up good habits for the future right you know like just get these uh, build these proper habits and like double down on them because like they don't add up they multiply right yeah and uh i think for the third thing i'd say discipline not motivation yeah i think a lot of people i mean we're all human a lot of people rely on motivation but Mm -hmm. at the end of the day you're gonna have bad days you can have unmotivated days but Mm -hmm. having that discipline to just follow through which is kind of linked to the second point, but it's, I mean, it could be its own point. Like, don't wait for yourself to feel motivated. Just, just do it. Yeah. You know, you're going to have a bad workout. You're going to have a bad day at the office. You're going to have a bad, whatever day date or whatever, but like, just, just do it. Cause like, I don't know. Someone said, I don't know who it was like out of 10 workouts, you probably have six bad workouts. You know, and, and that's normal, right? Because, you know, you go through allostatic load and the stresses that 
come from it. You go, you know, you have, let's say you didn't eat properly. You had a, you had a fight with your missus, you like whatever, you had a bad day at work. Mm-hmm. You didn't like so many reasons. Right. But you should still go, right? Because it's the cumulative effect of the workouts. It's not like that workout itself is what gives you the six pack or the whatever, the numbers on a powerlifting PR. It's mm-hmm. the accumulation, the stress, the the practice of technique. Yeah. And and that and that I think maybe goes back to the mentorship or at least having a consistent program in that people and maybe this is actually another point it's being flexible so like um a lot of times people are static so for instance let's say a workout let's say you're having a bad day um adapt the workout for the day like if you really like shuffle it around like how you were telling me earlier uh you know if you've been sick and you've been out for a while shuffle the sort of the structure you Mm -hmm. can do the same like you don't have to stick to the the workout the way it is and this applies to life like if you're having a bad day if you're having like for whatever reason you don't have to do the same amount of effort you can do some effort it's still better than no effort exactly unless the effort is bad effort that's Mm. that's that's something else it's like test and retest right or always assess like even exercise mm -hmm. or life have this idea of like i'm gonna do these things to kind of see where I am, right? Either in programming or in like in training, we say like where I am in space, how am I moving? And then like have those gatekeepers, like whatever you want to call it, like because in the yeah. pre-script we call it gatekeepers, assessing, reassessing, uh, testing, whatever, but have something that like, you know, sets you up for success and work off of that. Because like if you're trying to get, because as you said, your program should be malleable enough as well, or you have to be flexible enough that if it's just rigid numbers on a piece of paper, if it's really like the program has to be objective, but you be, should be able to look at it subjectively and set yourself up for success. Because if you don't, you'll just feel even worse. And that's with life okay. as well. Like you have to have goals, but you have to have subjective outlook on those goals as well and be like all right even if i'm not exactly getting that thing i still appreciate the process or i still appreciate the progress i've made so far yeah and uh another thing that i wish i had done more when i was younger just just read gain Mm. knowledge watch informative informative videos or infographics or like learn a new skill or like, yeah, just, re- I mean, the basic thing is just read mm-hmm. or listen to an audio audiobook, like if you have to, yeah. but just gain that knowledge. And then kind of maybe goes back to ego also, like, like these people probably know more than all of us combined, you know, like there's some knowledge out in the, the ancient philosophies or, and you don't even have to believe in the philosophy, but it's more of, being acceptable uh, accepting new ideas different ideas i think i mean we've spoken about this a lot but the world has lost that ability to empathize with others and i think reading books even if it's a book you hate just read it sometimes you know like just be open to ideas and if it's not a book because that might take too much time you're a slow reader whatever just watch a five minute video like just learn a topic Mm. Learn a topic a day. Like when you find out about something, like just 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 Google it, you know? Like yep. be curious. 
be find wonder in the world you know mm-hmm. or like uh we've had nathaniel ages ago and like one of the things that he told told me that was really cool uh one thing i recommend if like we're not sponsored by these guys but if you look into it uh blinkist because like if there, mm. if you hear about a book that you want you're wondering how it is or not like if you download blinkist may, they normally have a lot like most of these books that become popular and like they break it or summarize it in a 15 minute presentations that gives you like the whole message of the book so if you don't have time to read an entire book because sometimes to fill the book in like they keep the message at the end and just repeat themselves over and over again until they give you the message so what blinkist does is it um, like kind of summarizes it into like digestible bite digestible bites uh, and then listen to it if you like it then go and read the book but that way at least like as or like you know there the definitely are summaries of any book on youtube or anywhere else people do this all the time so like you sometimes you know maybe you don't have the time or even some people sorry some people don't like to read books like you know it's weird they just don't so as louis said audible or blinkist or just go and listen to a summary on youtube uh you can still learn from it eh yeah, and even for those who like reading, but like they think like they, like they don't have time, just read ten pages a day. Mm-hmm. It adds up to seventy pages, or read twenty pages a day. It adds up to one forty pages a week, which mm-hmm. is still knowledge to an extent, right? Yeah, it, at least it's more than you knew before. Now I want exactly. to go back to something though. When you said discipline beats motivation. I'm just, like, I believe that 100%. I think, as I said, set habits of success and, like, that'll carry you through pro. Uh, and habits of success are just discipline, right? It is kind of discipline in a sense. Yeah. But I still think both are needed. Like, I'm recently growing up the mindset of, yes, discipline is good, but also motivation. We shouldn't, like, just dismiss motivation completely and be like, I feel like if we dismiss motivation entirely, we're looking at humans as machines and like algorithms where we're not, we're human. We have moments of like, you know, weakness, moments of happiness and uh, things that can't like, you know, emotions can play. So like uh, motivation has to be there as well to a certain extent, like it has to be both this, like have the discipline to continue if you're not motivated, but also if you like, you know, look for motivation in things, and like use that as fuel as well oh of course of course so like going to let's say neurotyping or whatever everyone has a different hormone profile for instance Mm -hmm. so some people uh, are more uh, sort of motivated when they go gym or when they try a new novel activity or like when they're in a relationship or like whatever and motivation is obviously important because it helps you enjoy life right because the problem with discipline is if you're really like it's kind of like an equation i guess uh, like yeah you can be really disciplined and you can go work out but you may not be enjoying the workout so as a long term it may derail you because you're human but motivation uh, i mean like discipline should be used as a like in cases like short-term cases where like you're really not motivated uh, for whatever reason uh, you had a bad week or uh, you've been off gym or off whatever for a week or two and you know it's hard getting back in you just rely on discipline for that chunk but 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 motivation is important so when you do find that you don't have motivation 
you should go and actually figure out why you don't have motivation. Like, is it the workout style? You might be someone who likes CrossFit. And, you know, you might need you to might figure... You might be a psychopath. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, you might want to... Maybe you respond better to bodybuilding. Like, maybe you come out of a bodybuilding workout where you've done a quad set or you've done a tri-set, a superset, whatever, and you enjoy that more than powerlifting or, like, whatever. Uh, single leg movements or whatever so there is a, obviously motivation is important it's just that in the short term you need that discipline to carry you forward even when you don't feel like doing it but then you need to still figure out the why like why am i down is it because of whatever family is it because of work is it because of sleep it could be a simple thing like you're just not sleeping which can mm -hmm. put you in a really bad mood you know and you might not know it because you're so used to that bad mood or the lack of sleep. And so that's another thing, maybe another point. It's uh, remit, like figure out what's wrong with you. Like, why are you down? Like, like ask the why, you know, like mm -hmm. figure out why you're not as efficient or as optimal. Like, for instance, some people, they don't like eating six times a day. So if you as a coach, you give them a meal plan and it's six times a day, you're setting up for failure. Because most of the time they're not going to do it because of either work, they don't have time, they're not the they're not particularly hungry, uh, they prefer to have bigger meals. Mm -hmm. You know, some people just like bigger meals. It could be what you're prescribing to them. They may just not like the food, so you have to be flexible. So, like even as a coach, like I meet a lot of people who go, no, they have to do this, or they have to eat this, and it's like, well, no, look, Shaniqua, like there are other <laughs> things you can eat. But yeah, like. You know, like there are other things you can eat, you know, like it's all about your macros at the end of the day. Like that's the first key thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And then people go, well, no, like, you know, I met David and he says, oh, have tilapia. And it's like, well, if I don't like tilapia, I'm not going to eat tilapia. So like, what's, what's the point? Like, like discipline's only going to take you so far. Like if it's for one week, it's fine. But like if we're talking about a whole off season of eating tilapia, it's not gonna work like guys gonna like man's not gonna man's not gonna want to eat after a while so it is about finding out the why like how do you respond better and then you said it earlier mm -hmm. testing do some a b testing you know like you did this program let's say six months ago you really loved it you then changed your program you're not doing well now is it because of the program is it because of other factors is it just because your stress level at work is higher like there's so many factors. So take the time to look inward. So same thing with motivation. You know, you gotta gotta find out why you're not interested in reading that book, even though normally you would be. Mm -hmm. Like if it's a genre you don't like, like teen romance, fine. Like it's understandable if you're not into Twilight. But if you're if you're someone who loves this genre and you're not reading it, then why? Why don't you read? Why aren't you gaming? Why are you lethargic? You got to ask these questions. And I think as a coach, coaches need to ask these questions. I think coaches, I'm not saying coaches should be the best friend of the client, but mm -hmm. their health and well, I mean, their uh, mental well-being is important to an extent. You know, right. just taking the time, even if it's five minutes or 10 minutes a day, like the beginning of their workout, you can check in and ask about their mood, uh, how they're feeling, uh, maybe you create when you're doing programs you create a program like let's say mood a and mood b and then 
based on their mood, you you kind of have that template. And so you know, like, okay, on this day, their mood B, boom, they're doing a mood B today. Mm -hmm. Or like, whatever, like, however you want to do it. But it is important to look inwards. And I know I rambled, so I'm going to give it back to you. Yeah, no, like, that's a really great uh, point that you, you know, you brought up. Because this is what I learned from experience. Like, one of my clients, Anna, our conversation, the moment she walks in, and like this, I learned after some time, like it's and like learned from others who told me to look for these signs. Basically, that conversation is not even about training. I'm the first thing I'm asking, how was your week at work? Because I know like her week at work will affect what we're going to do on the gym floor anyways. Like, you know, if she's been really beat up mentally, then there's not going to be any like anything that she needs to like, you know, any technique work at all because she doesn't have like the capacity for it. So now we're pulling out the boxing pads or like, you know, the slam ball. And we're just like, you know, we're ending the session on that for her to like get there or like any other clients that I have. These questions, the more you get to know them and the more you can read their mood and like actually probe and prod and find what makes them tick. You, you yeah, as you said, you have like, the goal was this, but now we're going to have this and this. And that's why like you want to have some sort of like idea like you know don't be rigid enough to one exercise have ideas of exercises or progressions of exercises you know the fancy word now is like runway of progression when it comes to exercises or like you know even goals that you have but i want to make these more like you know more humane i want to ask you personally because you said like asking why right sit down and ask why you're doing something and why you're not doing something do you can you think of an incident or memory that you had to apply that to yourself like you were doing something and you had to just like take a step back and think inward and be like why am i doing this why am i feeling like that and then like did you end up changing something and like how did it affect you well actually recently it kind of hit me uh when i got ill recently um due to some weird child Kid, like disease that kids get when they go to school not covid yeah. um he was hanging out with his nieces like just to make yeah. it clear i was being a good uncle and it backfired on me but hey yeah. um i know uh i i i so as you know i don't usually sleep a lot mm-hmm. and you find me messaging you at like 5 a.m with some random like program thing or complaint like mm. Yeah, and, and I answer uh, it when I'm awake because I... <laughs> you sleep, you're like normal. Yeah. And uh, while ill, I took the time to um, like sleep for recovery. Now, young me would have just continued working out while sick. And uh, I mean, as I've aged, I've realized that, you know, maybe like maybe let's not do that. You know, like mm-hmm. let's recover. Recovery is the byword. And um I heard somewhere sleep is good for recovery, right? And mm. it was something I never really did. So I was like, eh, let's sleep. Let's sleep more. And I've become, I've been feeling fresher now. Like I slept yesterday really early. Like I slept at 12 a.m. And for me, that's like. <laughs> that's early? Yeah. Okay. All um, right. So, so like. I f- no judgment. I feel... Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to stretch oh. you there. <laughs> It's fine. Like it's it's okay. Like uh, then I wake I wake up fresh, and I've been waking up even though I've been ill. I've been waking up fresh, just freshly mm-hmm. ill, but but fresh. Right. And I've always been meaning. He says. <laughs> and I've always been meaning to fix. 
my sleep pattern um, because I've seen it affect my my work, my workouts, my um, uh, sort of happiness, not happiness, but uh, like my mood to an extent. And if, if, if there's one thing, and this could be, you know, I know you asked the question, but this could be another like bullet point or sort of one of the eight things, sleep. Oh yeah. Sleep, uh, recover, uh, and, and this doesn't apply to training only, this applies to life. Like if you're not sleeping, you're going to suffer at some point. When you're young, you don't feel it because you're young and you kind of recover very quickly and all is good in the world. But it, 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 it's a cumulative effect. So like Mahan, you said, build good habits. Mm -hmm. This is a bad habit. And the more you do it, the more you're in sleep debt or whatever it's called. And it takes longer to recover from all those hours of sleep you've lost. Yeah. And I learned that the hard way. And now I'm fine-ish, but like I'm now sleeping normally, 12 o'clock. But like um, just like that was something I had to do. Another thing was actually working out. I lost motivation to work out. I, I had moved from like a West Side conjugate style. So I don't lift as heavy as them. Like they're actually very powerful people. Mm -hmm. But I was enjoying the conjugate style. Mm -hmm. Like the the strength day with the bodybuilding or the I forgot what they call it because I haven't done it in a while. And then the the speed work. So of course my speed work is like what 50 kg because like I'm <laughs> I'm not the strongest them, you know. What I mean, but but I liked the way it was split and I felt like I like the one RM ramping. But uh, I didn't like it was always a one RM ramp because obviously your nervous system, unless you don't do a true one RM, right? Unless you, yeah. but yeah. But, but that uh, was the point, right? Well, no, you can for technique work. Yeah, but uh, um, you know me. <laughs> yeah, 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 go on. But, but like I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. So when I moved away from it, uh, like I kind of lost a bit of motivation to work out. Uh, when I started your routine, I lost motivation because obviously it was not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but that was expected because of what the, the, the washout period. Yeah. Like I had expected to lose motivation. And you took away everything I liked <laughs> in one go. And so you know one brush <laughs> exactly like you didn't like oh you know i'll take this little by little you just was like poof <laughs> it's like you asked me what do you like and then poof oh, god it's like i'll see a magic trick they're all gone and do the but, no. but now i'm enjoying the program more apart from my adductors and my knees yeah. and that'll be okay separate. all right let's okay let's no 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 let's no, no, no. let's, let's we're talk going about there. that we're going there no no we'll, we'll not we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> because later. It, it can help people as well like if they're listening to this all right fine, at fine. least like, we're not going to go deep into it but like let, let, let's look at this adductors right they're stabilizers Obviously. of the pelvis yeah they yeah they <laughs> they adduct right they bring the knees together <laughs> like if you want yeah. to think of it but uh, a Dr. Magnus is like works like uh, the best analogy is like at, if you want to open a door, right? Mm. The further away from the hinge, the easier it is to move it, right? But like if you're yeah. really close to the door and you try to move the door, like you put your hands on literally just outside of the hinge and you want to move it, the force needed is much greater. Yeah. 
so like not that doctors work the same way like it's they don't just like adduct because like you know the distance from where they where they would attach to the uh now i do not know the exact attachment points so i'm not gonna say i think like somewhere like yeah. tuberosity going to the femur if anyone's listening to this and they're like oh he's pulling stuff out of his ass i'm sorry but anyway so they don't all work as adductors the same way they will work as secondary uh, so they will help especially dr magnus as an extender of the pelvis or extender of the hip right so if the glutes not doing his job adductors will come into play to help you know kind of bring the knees in and then they pop you up so you might see this in like you know especially people with a greater Q angle at the legs, like women tend to have that. And they, if you see some of the women weightlifters, they bring the knees in as they're coming out of the hole of the squat. That's one thing. And then the second thing is, as we said, is their secondary stabilizers off the pelvis. So it's not me. <laughs> it's just that like probably in whatever movement that we're doing, we are not getting enough a brace due to whatever reason, either, it being load or the movement pattern itself. So I'm thinking, is it like squats or single leg movements and things like that? Which one is it? No, I, I have pain outside of the workout. Yeah, but when, like, oh, yeah, uh, during the workout, movement and pain always kind of yeah, I'm, cancel each I, other out. Like, I, 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 sorry. I, no, I, if, if, if we want to talk about which exercise, it'd be like the rear, uh, like elevated split squat and sometimes the normal squat but sometimes like uh, for the normal squat it's more my adductor when i'm going up yeah there you but go. my uh which i never had this pain before mm -hmm. even when doing west side and lifting a one rm every five minutes but okay, okay whatever but uh no for me mainly the rear foot uh but rear only foot. my right knee like my left okay. knee is fine so it's I think it's because my adductor is screwed on one leg. So right. the other foot had to take more of the load as well because there's a stabilization issue. Okay. To an extent. Or it could be the other way around. It could be because of my knee, my adductor. Uh, so, okay. Um, I have to like, yeah, now this is like something maybe we have to look at afterwards because I have to watch a video of you doing it. Uh, and like go back to the program and see the loading patterns on it as well because like if it's ipsilateral we are trying to focus on that like um now i'm trying to think of your program that i did so maybe this part like we'll, we'll just go back to this and I'll, I'll cut this out and like go talk to each other but yeah i think like we were going to look at it so like this is a great example of like uh, i'm going to use this as a segue um Hum like we have estimations that we can be like it could be this or it could be that but it's always like testing and retesting and like figuring things out and like if people just say oh like knee pain and then someone just prescribes something to you immediately without even looking at how you move do not listen to them because right now like i can have like a couple of different ideas of what's happening but i want to see it more and like get more information as much information as i can out uh away like from you where in the knee out like lateral medial is it going like through going up down looking at like the other leg are we missing any extension in both hips uh internal external rotation com like comparing these things looking at the torso itself like how what's the the bracing and all of those like you know all those variables and like putting them together and be like all right so it could be maybe this and this and this 
or at least the answers that I can come up with. And if it's still not there, then referring out and figuring out, like, you know, getting smarter people involved as well. So, yeah, we'll look into it. But to say it, like, if it's in, in the squats, either it could could be a bracing issue. If it's during the Bulgarian split squats uh, or rear foot elevated, I normally do want to see how is the extension of the back leg because that'll affect the pelvis as well. Because if you, you're not able to extend through the hips, your pelvic is already being pulled or rotated towards one side. So now the pelvis, like the pelvis is moving, so the adductors have to even work harder to try to keep you where they are. And then any rotational forces through the hips could be going through that knee and your knee is not liking it as much. So that's like mm. where I would like kind of draw con- like some sort of limited because I'm dumb. I'm, I'm not that smart, but like that's where I would pull things together and be like, I think these are the things that I want to look at. Uh, but yeah, if shit's happening, yeah, it's either bad programming. So maybe we need to look at the program, which I doubt it because I'm fucking amazing. But Saluji as well digresses. Yeah. No, so no, no. Saluji was having uh, his issue was during the squats. And like oh. we were, uh, f- what he explained to me as well is like, because we said like, if the glutes so like sometimes if you're in a slight anterior pelvic tail it disadvantages the glutes so the glutes cannot extend you at the, like from the whole of the squat to come up mm. so the knees cave in mm. and adductors work as extenders of the hip right but he was his knees weren't caving in so he was dismissing that like he was like oh so like if the knees are not, not caving in my adductors are not doing the work so why are my adductors sore but then we went back to the other point that adductors are stabilizers of the pelvis as well. So like probably there was an issue with the bracing. So now we're not like braced as hard. So the adductors are working or like contracting to maintain where like the pelvis position as he's loading mm. through those planes. Right. So. Uh, so back in the day when I didn't brace, I didn't have pain. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing an issue here. Yeah. yeah like, what <laughs> you brain so how are you bracing now <laughs> i think your bracing is putting you out of a brace like you think you're bracing but it's actually doing the no, i'm doing the brace where you gotta stack it and then you breathe out and then you stack it again like you keep it and then you go down and you go up uh-huh back then i didn't brace yeah, like that back yeah. then it was just a normal brace like yeah 360 and you just go up and down yeah, so but now it's like still you want to, like I think a mixture of both, right? Like I would say you still need that 360 breathe breath, but you don't need to expand as much. You actually want to like squeeze or create this container like thing, turning your torso into a can of coke, a pressurized can of coke. So it doesn't Yeah, but that puts you into anterior more, no? But no, the no, rib cage and pelvis are in one line, like that's the top and bottom of a can. Yeah. Right? No, and I know. You're, but you're so, you're but you become more into anterior, less into. Okay, we'll go through this like together because like whoever's listening to this can't see you. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, we'll... If you listen to this, he's pretty much twerking <laughs> on the camera. <laughs> he's like going from hip shift side to side. Uh, but yeah, like let, let's discuss that afterwards. Yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, so going back into our uh, thing. And the segue, um, the segue is related to getting a competent mentor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Using this as what not to do. 
and getting a competent program. Yes, yes. That exactly. addresses your actual needs. But also uh, what Mahan showed was not being rigid. So he's going to look at the program and see yeah. where he screwed me over. Wait, but, wait, wait. Uh, first, no, no, no. First, I'm going to look at you and see where you're failing the program. And if that is resolved and the pain still is there, then maybe the program needs to change, right? Of course, of course. Because so let's not we, get that wrong. <laughs> of course, because Saluji and I are likely to make mistakes. Oh yeah, like you both, the like, the ego is a big thing, right? Of course, we'll take this on another call yeah. with Saluji. Know, but like, yeah, with Saluji. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. No, no, but I'm joking. No, no. Co-host of, yeah. of Multifarious Podcast. If you haven't listened to it, probably, which you have, if, uh, probably more than you listen to ours. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm jealous of all of you. But um, it's a good example of like going through this, right? Another thing that, you know, when you, not to call it out, right? And maybe it's not that case, but like sometimes just because nothing's happening to you doesn't mean things are not wrong, right? As you said, like when you're younger, the stuff that you're doing, like, again, that's why assessing and reassessing is really important because you're maybe you're recovering well enough from the damages you're inflicting on your body that you're feeling fine at the moment. But as we said, like these all accumulate, especially like joints and ligaments. These are the things like muscle recovery is fast, right? Muscle gets more blood supply, so it recovers much faster. But these undue forces that go through joints and ligaments and like wear and tear, they create this tension more and more and more. Sometimes like we even have injuries that we don't know about. And then it gets to a point that eventually your body cannot like either regulate it or the force is going through it becomes too great and then it starts showing the pain so like i'm not saying this is the case but maybe even like doing the conjugate stuff had put so much um, undue stress yeah. undue stress and now that we're testing certain ranges of motion that you didn't before because like you know we've, you've talked to me about this as well and this is why like it's not a cookie cutter approach right like we yeah. have to look into it harder it's like before you wouldn't even do like much unilateral movements, right? So yeah. like now that we're exposing you to some ranges that your body had didn't need to go through before, you might be feeling some sort of resistance or like fight back as well. But like, of course, yeah. So that could be another thing, right? Like now your body's like, oh, this is because obviously unilateral movement or single leg movement will challenge your stability much, much more. And this is where we'll like we're seeing these uh kind of lights on the dashboard coming on like they're showing like that's why these are the tests right these are telling yeah. you all right something was wrong be careful yeah yeah which could be the case or could just be a bad program we'll see uh, <laughs> tune in for the next episode <laughs> or it could be both it could, it could be, be both. like yeah. me screwing up but the program not tailored to me or it could yeah. be it's a good program but like I'm useless. Yeah, it's like the latter is more likely. But yeah, of course, of course. Ego, <laughs> ego, egotistical coaches. <laughs> ego. It's never me. It's always you. But uh, I don't know how many points we raised, even though we said we'll raise like four or eight. Yeah. But uh, I, don't uh, I, don't, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's yeah. random with us. The final uh, point is listen to Majoring in the Minors and set your... We're going to, you know what, release a book called majoring in the minors and it'll tell you how to live your life exactly there you a go shade book yeah. everyone else who releases it's the same self book. help book 
called Majoring in the Minors. And we're going to start a cult that will help you li live your mediocre lives. <laughs> let's, uh, let's induct more people into this cult. Yes, yeah. So let's start with Saluji. With Saluji. He'll be like, he, he's the bishop of Majoring in the Minors. Like, he, <laughs> he was so indoctrinated that he started his own podcast now, like Multifarious. And he already has three episodes, bro. Yeah, three episodes. A man's in like three days, it. bro. Three, like in one week. Yeah. And you and I can't even get like one, one episode done. Jesus. <laughs> it's the age, you know, like he deadlifts a lot and you and I have to deadlift every 10 days. So there you go. Exactly. Same thing with episodes. But I think with that, we've rambled on enough. Yeah. So let's cut this before we yeah, go into go another. Too crazy. Yeah. As usual, thank you so much for listening <laughs> to Majoring in the Minus podcast. Uh, tell your friend, friend, uh, friend. Tell your family, friends, friends, tell your family, tell your boss, tell your grandchildren, tell the people at work, tell the random janitor who works in the gym and tell people on the tube because they want to have conversations with you. They don't. Bye. <laughs>